0: You think. Welcome to the I work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. Let me just read a verse of scripture, and then I'm going to introduce our very special live studio guest today. Colossians three twenty three through twenty five says, "Servants, do what you do what you're told by your earthly masters, and don't just do the minimum that will get you by. Do your best. Work from the heart, work from the heart for your real master, for God. Confident that you'll get paid in full when you come into your inheritance." Keep in mind that the ultimate master you're serving is Christ. The sullen servant who does shoddy work will be held responsible. Being a follower of Jesus doesn't cover up bad work. Today we have a very special guest, and that's really the the summary of that verse is, hey Christian, do your work heartily as if you are working directly for Jesus Christ. Why? Because we are. Today we have the very special privilege of having our oldest in studio today with her husband, Sarah and Don Nelson. They come to us all the way from the frozen tundra, where this time of year it's not very frozen, but they come to us from Minnesota. We've been spending the week with our grandkids and our daughter and her husband. And really, we got everybody down. Today we've been out on the beach, out on the intercoast, still having a great time. But today we want to just bring them into the conversation because they bring a perspective. Sarah runs our oldest Sarah. We have two names, Sarah. Sarah with an A and Sarah without an, uh, Sarah yeah. with, an, with an H and without an Sarah Louise and Sarah Michelle we have Sarah Louise in the studio today she runs an in-home business and has for 15 years and Don works for the for Best Buy up there in the international super duper headquarters of Best Buy in Richfield Minnesota that's right the Best Buy that's right because it was a Minnesota corporation first just keep that in mind I remember when it started anyway so that make you really old it does make me super duper old I wish I bought stock that day when it started I had friends who had it and made their way through college Sarah and Don and Martha, welcome. Tire work for him.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: All right. Today, I just really want to start up as we head into the break, just talk about how Christ is making a difference in your life today. What's happening in your life today as a result of Christ? Don, start us off. Uh,
1: For me, I guess um, I'm currently working on my CPA, and uh, through that, it's it's hard. There's a lot of work involved. There's uh, raising two kids, running a household, and working more than full-time and studying for a cpa is it's a lot of work and uh it's he's taught me patience determination um persistence and and faith really just Mm. trusting in him to know that he's got me where he wants me to be and i'm doing what he wants me to do and uh and that it'll all work out for the way he wants it to work out it's it's hard to see the end when you're in the middle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you got a, a, a preteen and a preteen. Exactly. Two preteens. Yep. All right. So, the last book that you studied for your CPA exam was the tax section. How many pages was that book? Because it looked like a
1: phone book. Yeah, it was about 750 pages, oh, I think. My yeah. word.
0: And every page, just just filled with super-duper interesting information, correct, about our tax code. Oh, it's, it's
1: unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Keeps him yeah, up at night. Yeah. It was uh, it was an amazing thing. And, yes. and,
0: and what people don't realize, we were joking about, my sister took the CPA exam about 32 years, 33 years ago. Back then, the tax code was probably about 15 pages. You know, today, it's so many pages. So Sarah, Don got to share before the, the break how Christ is working in his life as he's preparing and taking these CPA tests. You all along, for 15 years, you've been an in-home day care provider to a horde of young children. <laughs> How is Christ working in your life today?
2: Um, we're definitely in the season of um, working side by side. And just, I think, um, well done. Studies for his CPA, being an encourager and supporting him while maintaining the business is definitely a challenge. But um, it's a, I don't know, it's a maturing season, I think, for both of us, because instead of just kind of you know, um, letting go about my day at at the end of the day, I really need to keep things calm and prepared for him to come home because he's going straight from a more than full-time job into studying for many hours. So,
0: You said that this is a maturing season. So, has there really ever been a time where it's not have been a maturing season? I'd like to know what that
2: is. (laughs) And it's just a lot of fun and games, but you know, where you just spend a lot of time playing together, and the kids were young, and that was just a fun time of you know roughhousing with the kids at night. And it's it's a little different now, having an in home business and making sure that things are kind of calm when he gets home and. It is. It's definitely a different season. Well,
0: you know, before the kids go home, I'm going to make sure they both know how to wash and wax cars, so that's something you can offload to them, Don. Because seriously, they, they think we were kidding about that, but I really think that's something we should do.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan's a good lawnmower, so if you need any of that while he's here, you know, feel free to put him to work. No, we got a lawnmowing guy.
0: In Florida, people don't mow their own lawn. They hire somebody else to do that. But but they don't wax your cars, so we can do that. All right. Now, you guys are in You're in different different spots different stages of life than we are but you guys have also had different jobs than we have had and so i really was excited about bringing you on the show today just to talk about you know i've never had a well i had a corporate job but you guys know about that i I worked for one company for a few years but that wasn't not really a good fit for me but you have really don had success in staying with one company for it's been 15 years already
1: In 15 years. Oh, my
0: gosh. That seems so amazing. So you've been able to work in a big, huge corporate environment for a long time. And I don't get a lot of guests like that that have held one job. First of all, a lot of people in Tampa Bay never could hold their jobs through the recession that long because so many jobs were eliminated. But So you had the privilege of working for one company. How – you made a decision 15 years ago. Sarah was going to stay home, be available to raise your kids. You were going to go get a corporate job that could pay enough so that she could do that. How – How did your faith come into play with that decision?
1: Um, Yeah, I guess really at that time it was, um, I wasn't raised uh, Christian. I wasn't raised um, thinking that, you know, my wife should stay at home if at all possible, or, you know, it would be most beneficial if she did. Um, So I, you know, went into the marriage thinking she's going to work in a corporate environment. Also, we were going to use a daycare um, and She would have been fantastic at that. She did it until we had kids, and she was fantastic. But um, she really made me realize how important it was that our kids were home with her all day long. Um, And so I trusted her on that one, and um, it was the best decision we've ever made.
0: And it really, it really shows. And it is, it is a tough decision for families to make, especially in today's world, because it's stinking expensive to actually live in today's world. But, and it really involves sacrifice now. And you couldn't do it without an income. So you brought in, you started an in-home business. I mean, you didn't know anything about doing daycare when you started a daycare business. Has it been 15 years too? (laughs) It's unbelievable. Uh, So 15 years, Sarah, talk about when, when you, you launched this Heaven's Treasures Child Care. So talk about, what what were you thinking there? How has your faith come into play in setting that business up?
2: Oh, boy, it really did. You know, I left corporate sales and um, took a 50% pay cut to work even more hours (laughs) for much less appreciation. But um, it was truly a step of faith. And, you know, I had worked in a daycare center in a church in high school and have always had an incredible passion for children and a love for children that were not even my own. And we didn't have our own children yet. And I really wanted to start the business. As in a smart way, not just starting it as we started our family. And I wanted to run it as a center and run it very, very businesslike. And so I drew from my experiences um, working in a child care center and had my manual and my paperwork all underway. But boy, it was Christ-centered right off the bat with um, you know, Christian curriculum that, that I wrote and prayers before meals and, you know, Christian music. I made that right up front, right off the bat in my handbook and one meeting with parents. And it was truly a step of faith, but, um, again, it was the best thing we ever did.
0: How many different kids have you had an influence over in these 15 years?
2: I could not imagine. All I know is some are entering college this year. <laughs> My that's first batch amazing. of kiddos. Really? <laughs> Seriously? Yes, for real, yes. They I are. didn't think
0: about that. That's um, yeah. that's incredible. What a, what an impact you've been able to have in providing a stable environment for kids as they're preparing to go to elementary school. And, and, and so those first five years, most of your kids, that's what they are. They're under five, mm-hmm. except for maybe some after school care, right?
2: Yep, absolutely. Yep. All of my crew right now is five and under.
0: And it's always been a super easy job, right? I mean, you, you get up in the morning and you just, you, you have your coffee and you relax, you read the paper and then you take care of a few kids. I mean, right. That's what it's no. like. No. So what's it like? Cause there's a lot of, a lot of people out there that are running daycares that are like, wow, finally I can hear a daycare mom who's running a daycare. This um, is, it's been a tough job it for you.
2: It's not only do you have your own business desires and. Um, you really maintaining the balance between running a, barely profitable business because as much as parents are having to budget for childcare, it is not a profitable business for the number of hours that we work when you really think about it. Any of us at any moment three or four bucks an hour
0: though is pretty good pay. Any
2: (laughs) any of us could go make more somewhere else. We're truly in it for our heart. Um but we do work a lot of hours and it's when you like a
0: seven in the morning to six
1: o'clock at night. Yeah, it
2: really is. I mean there's prep work at the beginning and cleanup at the end of the day. It's a it's a stressful job, but I think the biggest um Challenge is that we are trying to meet the needs of you know up to ten different families at any given time and all of their expectations of us while um, doing what we feel is in the best interest of running a multi-age setting, educationally preparing them for school. We're well aware of what our early childhood indicators are and in preparing these kids for kindergarten, getting them through potty training. I mean, I've got four that five children actually that will need to be potty trained this year. So there's Whew. yeah, I, I really relate to moms. <laughs> (laughs) That have many big families, I relate very well to them because you have those multi-ages. So it's a challenge, but it's very rewarding.
0: Those of you out there that are supervisors or managers or leaders in your organization, that's one thing you never have to worry about, potty training. You just don't have to do it.
3: We were just talking (laughs) about it in the car on the way over. And to have that many that you're working on at one time, that can... Take up a big chunk of the day. <laughs> pretty much,
0: pretty much. That's a, that's a rough one. See, and people think it's bad. You know, you got to deal ma- with management issues, but no, none of you ever have to teach your people <laughs> how to be potty trained. All right, so. Martha, we want to join people. If they've got a question for Sarah Don or for or for you and I, for mm-hmm. you and I, uh, they can call into the studio line 877-943-9673. It ninety six seventy three. It is the I Work From Radio Roundtable, where we invite you to join in the conversation. Maybe with a testimony about what how Christ is using you in your life. I had way too much Mountain Dew today, by the way. I did. Uh, I, I did. I could just tell. <laughs> I'm just, uh, my lips are moving way slower than my mind is. Uh, so if you've got a testimony on how Christ is using you in your workplace, or you have a question for us or our our daughter. Or her husband, just call into the studio line eight seven seven nine four three ninety six seventy three. Now, Don, you work for a great big retailer, uh, that but you work in the CPA world of the great big retailer for all those huge billions of dollars of cash that roll in every day for Best Buy. Uh, <laughs> it, it's a perfect job. It's easy job, right? And you just go to work. You punch in at eight thirty. You leave at five. It's just a great easy <laughs> job, right?
1: Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Except for the days that you don't leave until after midnight, or you know. Um, but no, it's. I mean, it's a great job. It's a great opportunity. It's a great place to be. Um,
0: but it's been a hard job.
1: It's been a very. It's a very difficult job. Yeah. And uh, I've. You were mentioning before. I've been there for 15 years. I've been through, uh, the first 12 or 13 years. There were layoffs. Massive layoffs every two years. You could almost. You could almost. You knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made it through every single one of those. So I knew where I, I was where I was supposed to be. Um, so that helped.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic, and I'm glad you've been able to maintain that. That's really, really great. All right, so, Don, you mentioned earlier in your uh, it, when we started the show that you didn't grow up in a Christian household. Talk about how you had the opportunity to come to Christ.
1: Uh, it it's kind of funny, actually. My, uh, I had a friend in high school who went to a Nebraska football camp, um, and he came back talking about fellowship of Christian athletes. Uh, neither of us were you know, going to church at the time, um, but he really enjoyed this group. Uh, and we found one in our high school, and so we went. And, uh, and uh, really, I started to learn. It was actually a Bible study, um, kind of centered around um, sports, uh, which is ironic that I met Sarah there. But um,
0: <laughs> She went there because she knew the boys she wanted to date were in the Fellowship of Christian Athletes Bible study. It
1: could be. Um, and, uh, and so I, went, I started going to that Bible study um, pretty regularly and uh, learning about the Bible, learning about Jesus. And uh, the next summer, uh, my friend and I had gone to a camp, an FCA camp, uh, and we uh, part of the camp was you know going off in little groups and uh, having a little just time to talk about things. and, and uh, the leader of that group um, really just asked anybody if they wanted to give their lives to Christ. and I did. Um, and that was the start, but it was uh, I mean it was many, many, many years after that that I really started figuring out what that really meant and, and trying to live the right way. Um, I mean, that wasn't until probably, what, I don't know, six, seven, eight years ago now. that um, I, I had found a, a pastor online. We went to a, a conference uh, up in Minneapolis, um, uh, a Mark Driscoll conference, and he, his heart was all about teaching men to be men in the house Amen. and, and uh, really leading their family the way they're supposed to lead their family. And uh, he really inspired me to step up and really realized, I realized that wow, I'm not supposed to be the backseat driver here. I'm Mm. driving this car. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, that's really where it all started.
0: That was powerful. I love that. Not supposed to be in a backseat. I'm supposed to be driving this car. That's right, gentlemen out there. We are called to lead our household in a Christ-like manner. We're supposed to lead our wives. And if we lead our wives in a spiritual way, they will never have a hard time submitting to us. It is not a slave relationship. It is, hey, we're going to minister to them. We're going to... We're going to love them like Christ loved the church, and any woman will submit under the around the arm, under the arm of any husband who will love her like that. It is an incredible thing. Martha, we have had such a privilege of having all of our kids under our roof at one time, and our grandkids. That's right.
3: It's been great. I didn't know you were waiting for me to say more. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I figured you might want to brag oh, on them. No,
3: it's been wonderful, and we still have time ahead of us. and. Um, it's been great because we've gotten a break in the weather and been able to enjoy the beach and catching lizards in Florida, which we <laughs> didn't realize how much of a highlight that was going to be. but um, we do have you know our nature is very different than Minnesota nature, so We've been having a lot of fun finding that out.
0: Our grandson is a science freak, and he is not afraid of anything, which is a very dangerous thing here in Florida. <laughs> Can and be. today he learned what an oyster was and how sharp they were. But oh. in the middle of the oysters, he found crabs and all kinds of incredible things. It was it was unbelievable. We were, we were intercoastal kayaking today. It was very, very cool. All right, so I wanted to get back to, we've got some really cool things going on in our lives, Martha. Maybe you ought to just, w- let's just talk about, what God is doing in our lives as we move towards working together a week from Tuesday. Yes,
3: we're very excited about it. Um, and a lot of people, I will not always preface with this is that we love to work together and we love the way that God has created us to complement each other. And uh, this has been something that God has really orchestrated that we are getting back to a place where we are going to be able to do that again in a business environment and really pour into people, um, with both of our our skill sets and do it in a way that hopefully we can bring more Christian businesses and non-Christian businesses. I mean, we're not excluding anything, but we love the fact that when we can incorporate our faith in what we're doing with business owners that want to do that as well, we get to take it to a whole new level of helping them manage projects and um, improve their business through some consulting and and also doing the radio together.
0: You know, one of the things that you, if you've been a listener of I Work For Him for a very long time, you know that I am gifted with asking the right questions. I've just been given a gift. I love to ask questions. And in your business, that is so important to be able to ask the right questions. And when you're in your business, working in it every day instead of working on it, it is sometimes hard to ask those right questions. It's one of the gifts that I've been given. So listen for more in the future. We're going to talk more about this merger that we did and, and really what's ahead for I Work For Him and Trust Services. Stay tuned on that. All right, Sarah, I wanted to just go back to you. You know, an in-home daycare, it's it's a it's really a 12-hour day job and then you got to take the power washer out at the end of the day mm-hmm. and the carpet cleaner and clean up and then be a mom. Amen. <laughs> so, when you're a you know, how do you how do you balance it because that's really tough because you got your own two kids which they're gone during the day now in, in elementary and middle school, but You still want to be mom to your own two kids, but when they get home from school, you still have a horde of other people's kids there, too. How do you you balance it all?
2: Boy, that is by far the biggest challenge, and drawing the line between work and family is very challenging with any in-home business, but particularly in an in-home business where – your mind and your heart is so invested on so many other little children. So it's something that has been nothing more than a learning process over the last 15 years and something I'm still learning to do um, just to be able to, you know, I do have the the luxury of being able to pick up my kids from school. So I, after nap time, I load up all the daycare kiddos in our van and we go and pick up the kids from school. And I just let the daycare kids know that, you know, after Jonathan and Natalie get in the car, you know, we're going to let them share about their day. Otherwise, when they were hopping in the car, then they would just kind of felt like another daycare child and was, they were lost in the shuffle. So I need to make sure they have an opportunity to share about their day with mom, not just with daycare mom. So, you know, and the same thing goes for the afternoons and for the summer to make sure that they still feel like it's their home and that they're not just another daycare child and making sure the older they get, that they do have activities and things that they can do that are more structured for them or opportunities for play dates, which, which this is the first year they've really roamed around the neighborhood and been able to play with neighbors and friends during the day, but it's hard. It really is. It's a tough, tough balance between work and family.
0: But you're doing an awesome job and my grandkids are awesome. They are <laughs> really awesome. My grandson knows more about science than ever did. And I have a college degree, but not in so well, it's sort of a science college degree. You know, Don, when we come back, I really want to hear from you on your perspective. We can start with it right now, but you you work in a big corporate environment, but is it easy to live your faith out in this big corporate environment?
1: It's It's not easy. It's, it's, An incredible challenge. Uh, I don't know, compared to Florida, Minneapolis is is pretty liberal, uh, and we've got uh, groups for everything you can imagine that are uh, advertised within the building, within the uh, uh, corporate campus. Um, We do have a a Christian connection group, um, but it took us a long time to get it. uh, Yeah, groups
0: for everything, but really to have a Bible study, things like that, that was a tough thing. It was very hard. Today we have in our studio... Our oldest daughter and her husband, Sarah and Don Nelson, they are sharing. They work in two different environments. Sarah runs an in-home baby—I'm just kidding in home daycare, <laughs> and she's about ready to throw something. I'm going to explain that right yeah, there. Little- we were
3: joking on the break because I had asked, "Are you okay with him calling it a daycare?" Because I know you do preschool, and I know there's a significant. <laughs> um, investment of time and preparation in the preschool mm. portion of it. And she said, I'm fine with everything as long as you don't call it babysitting. Otherwise and I'll jump, jump across jump the table and strangle yeah. you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then I loved what Don had to say because he said well, it's. Don't get, oh, okay. Go I, ahead. I will. Okay. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, he said it's really so much more because it's really family care. So, and we wanted to
0: have that discussion about that. So you could share so, a little so, bit more about that. Don, why do you say it? Why do you say, I mean, it's, it's not just daycare. It's a family care. Why do you say that?
1: Well, as I'm sure you guys know with your marriage mm-hmm. ministry is um, the first seven, eight years of a marriage is probably the toughest. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the families that come through our, uh, Sarah's Daycare are in that first seven or eight years. They've got their first two or three kids, um, and we see all of that that trauma, all that, that struggle that they go through trying to figure out how to balance two jobs, raise kids, manage their families or their household. Um, We've had, I can't even count how many, um, you know, in our house well after daycare hours, um, counseling them, answering questions, um, you know, just trying to be a shoulder for them, a a resource for them. um, And it's all in the care of the kids. Mm -hmm. The better the kids' care is at home, the better their life is going to be, and that's the ultimate goal.
0: And it is, you guys have had an opportunity to pray with people and bring people to church. I mean, there's been a oh, yeah. lot of, a lot mm-hmm. of impacts, Sarah, you know, and I know that you looked at this cause I know you could have, you, by now you could have been making a million dollars a year in sales, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you chose this as your ministry. And yes, this has been a ministry way. for you since the day you launched Heaven's Treasures mm-hmm. Childcare. So how do you prep yourself for that every day? Because it's a group, <laughs> I mean, it's like running a marathon every day. It is.
2: It is truly a marathon every day, and I do pray myself through the day. I don't struggle to honor prayer pray without ceasing because that is how I survive. That's the air that I breathe, and you do you just just like any mom um, going through those difficult zero to two zero to three ages I've been in that phase for 15 years so (laughs) it is a, a prayer is required and you know you just kind of breathe through it but at the same time I'm able to give a great perspective to new moms who are just maneuvering that that in the long scheme of things this is a short time and you're gonna make it and It's not supposed to be easy. It takes a village, but you are going to get through it because I did and I do year after year and... Um, It's it is definitely a ministry to the entire family, not just the child. And I'm
0: going to clarify that Hillary Clinton reference there. On the it takes a village. Let me just make it clear. It takes it takes a it it, it takes a village. But let's make that village your church. But it is still the primary responsibility of mom and dad to raise your children. So yes, it's fantastic. Everybody's there are so many people they need to use daycare, but it's still your responsibility to raise your children. Mm -hmm. Treat them as such a gift. I mean, your kids. The impact on. Martha and I are meant families that are mid-20s to mid-50s, and the environment that you have at home plays such a huge part in their lives, spend time with your kids. Don't give them everything they want. Just give them you. That is Mm -hmm. the most powerful thing to do. And Sarah, that's what you do all day long. Mm -hmm. You're giving them you.
2: Absolutely. But it's draining. It is. It's exhausting.
0: So how have you guys, Don, how have you guys maintained a healthy marriage and family life when, Sarah, at the end of the day, well, you work a job that some days, I know I talked to you at 8 o'clock in the morning and at 8 o'clock at night you're still working. Some days you work 12 to 15 hours. How have you guys kept Christ at the center of your family, your marriage, despite the ridiculous hours you work and the intensity of those hours? Because you work intense hours. Every fourth week you're working an intense week. And, Sarah, every day you're working an int- I mean, I can't imagine having an even- kids like you have. How do you guys do it? What are you doing? What are you doing differently that's making it work? 18 years on Sunday.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, Why did that uh, sound like it shocked you? <laughs> oh no, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Anniversary.
1: <laughs> that's right. I better go get something. Um, uh, She's in Florida. Yeah, yeah. What better
0: gift can you give
1: yeah. her? <laughs> that's right. Um, really, it's, it's, Using the resources that we have available, talking to the people that we have available, talking to you guys on a regular basis, uh, and just being intentional about it—it's—it's it's, uh, that's the biggest thing I've learned. Is thing you got to you got to figure out what your priorities are, uh, and for me, it's come down to Christian husband, father, employee, um, and that's that's what I go by.
3: Mm. I and we that. have
2: followed in your example. I was able to watch the two of you work side by side in your home. Um, both with great responsibilities and as Sarah and Joshua were growing. And so that, I mean, I've was mentally taking notes for years and we have learned so much and draw from that experience and rely on your wisdom. I mean, you guys are our first phone call when we reach a, a road bump. And, um, and while wow, we really, we, we quickly seek the counsel of others, which is something that I, encourage the younger generation now to do because they they don't do that immediately and you are never too old to seek the counsel of others and we run to that
1: that
0: is especially true yeah and i
1: was just going to say that uh, a lot of the things going on in a marriage and in a family are embarrassing they're um you don't want people to know about you you know you want to have that image right and uh it took a while for us to get past the image idea and realize you know if we don't Forget about this image thing. There's going to be no substance behind the image to worry about anyway.
0: Well, and what's powerful is—and and we talk about it on the show all the time—there's no marriage that's out there that's perfect, and and why we have no right as Christ followers to judge others just because they sin differently than us. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no—you know, our marriage hasn't been perfect, and we've really just learned together. I mean, Sarah, you've been part of our lives for—wow, it's just amazing—25—27 well, years. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's so cool. But really, I mean, you've watched us make a lot of mistakes, too. Mm-hmm. Speaking of bumps in the road, you've got two kids that are almost teenagers— and that becomes the Bucky. most, well, no, no, what it becomes is, as we we talk about the uh, age of opportunity, well, you guys have read that already. Haven't you read that? Have you read it? How many times have you read it? No. <laughs> age of Opportunity is this book by Paul David Tripp, which is the best book on raising teenagers uh, that we've come across. And we've read a lot of books. Martha, what, just summarize the book.
3: Well, um, it's broken up into bite-sized nuggets, which is one of the huge things because it- To sit down and read a 300-page book about parenting can be incredibly overwhelming because you, first of all, just think how inadequate, I can't get any of this done. But it breaks it up into nuggets that really show you, take this situation and make it an opportunity to teach them something more about Christ's character and what Christ looks for in you and how we can grow in this opportunity. Rather than it being a crisis, it's an opportunity for growth. And there's, that's what this age really is all about. And it's just a fabulous little manual.
0: So let, let's talk about how, as you look at these, what kind of things you're doing right now t- to be intentional with your two preteens as they move into teenagehood. We got one going to middle school this year. How, what are you guys doing to be intentionally in their lives so that you're making that impact as you still have influence? What are you doing? Give me one thing, Don.
1: Uh, I I guess I have, uh, my son and I have a, a great uh kind of relationship we're able to talk at length about anything and uh i really i take any con- any opportunity i can get in the car uh, on the way to baseball practice after baseball practice talk about what happened at baseball practice with certain kids um just to talk through it get his perspective and give him my perspective and just have an open dialogue all the time about everything
0: and and you're intentional when you are home, you really are home, and you've been mm-hmm. spending time, and the time that you're spending, that quality time is so valuable. Sarah, what are you doing to be intentional?
2: Um, definitely heart connections, um, making sure that I have my kids' heart, not just their attention, um, but that... We are connecting on a heart level with whatever they're struggling with or what is happening around them with friends or stressors, outside stressors that they're dealing with and being authentic. I mean, both Donna and I are very transparent with our kids. And, yeah, we struggled with that, too. And I remember being lonely, too, and maneuvering friendships and whatnot and be not having them just get absorbed into the stress of our lives, but really Seeing the world through their eyes and connecting at their level in the moment that they are in.
0: I want you—you you were telling us last night about this app you put on their phones. What was the name of this awesome. app? What was the name of this app?
2: <laughs> Screen Time. Screen
0: Time. Now, I mean, it, it was—they were talking, telling us about last night how you know the kids were going to bed at nine o'clock and they're like we well, don't have to worry about them t- looking on their phones. Nope. Phone doesn't work.
1: Awesome.
0: Yeah. So, Get t- it. talk about the things that it does. Don screen yeah. time. It's and it's an app. Screen time. Anything else yep,
1: it's out there on Google Play? I would imagine on the iPhone apps too. Um, yeah, it's uh, you can set the limits on on how much time they have in total on their phone or tablet, uh, which apps they're allowed to use, uh, which apps are limited, which apps are not. Their Bible app is not limited. Um, most other apps are, um, um, but really it's, and, and then once they get to that limit, they can do chores. They can say, you know what? I went out and mowed the lawn. Can I have an extra 20 minutes or whatever it is? Uh, and then by push of a button on our phone, we can give it to them. Or if they're acting up and not behaving, um, and rather than chase them around their house, try to get the phone back, we can push a button on our phone and nothing works on their phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I it, loved when uh,
3: you guys were saying that they were having an issue because um, kids were going and rating yeah. the app and saying how horrible it was <laughs> because they were trying to get people not to use it yep. because it works so well. It's yeah. so effective. Your kids
0: will that. hate it. You'll love it. Okay. <laughs>
3: Unpaid advertising. <laughs> I love that. Screen
0: time brought to you by Sarah and Don Nelson. Okay, so... Don, I want to get a word from you to corporate employees because they're you know in Tampa Bay. There's not a lot of corporations big like Best Buy. There's a lot more uh, smaller businesses, 100 employees or to a thousand employees. But there's probably only 10 companies with a thousand employees in Tampa Bay. Speak to them. Speak to the people that that are in their cars now driving home about a few of the ways you've been able to bring your faith with you to work and make an impact.
1: Um, for me, it's not. It's not. Um, I don't bring it up, but I work in such a way and. Uh, speak in such a way that people ask about it, um, and I've had several opportunities to to share my faith. And, and I mean, we were—I remember a, a Christmas party we were at, and a guy sitting next—a really great guy, uh, really outgoing guy, definitely not a Christian guy, not into anything. Um, um, but he came up to us and was talking to us a little bit, and he asked me, "What's your thing? I don't, I don't get you. <laughs> you know, you don't, That's you, don't awesome. drink, you don't drink, <laughs> you don't do this, you don't do that. You're not going out after work. You're, you know." You go home. What what is your deal? And um, just opportunities like that. People people take notice, in, especially in a big corporate environment, when uh, everybody is going out after work on you know every Friday night.
0: Mm. What an encouragement! And that and that's what it is. I mean, you and you're a CPA, and everybody knows CPAs don't talk a lot. But the opportunity to have those conversations uh, just because you're working hard, you're living with excellence. This is what we challenge people to join the I Work For Him Nation, not only to pray for their coworkers and employees by name each day, but to do your job with excellence so you're given an opportunity to explain why. Sorry, we're out of time. All right. Sarah, I told you before the end of the – right before the break that I wanted you to just share an encouragement for those moms who stay at home who are those moms that have to go to work and put their kids in daycare. Just speak a word of encouragement from from a mom who has stayed home and running in home daycare, family care as you guys have put it. Give us some words of encouragement.
2: First of all, I would just say we are all in this together. We are all um, working moms, whether we're working um, in a cubicle somewhere or working in our own kitchen or serving other people in our own kitchen. Uh, we are working side by side. We are not against each other. And um it, really the number one thing we all have to do is capture our child's heart. And that means that we have to be very intentional about it. And I sometimes have to remind um, the families that I serve that I am not against you. I'm a working mom just like you, also balancing work and family. But when you have a day off, um, you, your child should not be the first one dropped off at daycare and the last one to be picked up because that's an opportunity to, to connect with your child's heart. And I have to do that as well. Um, and just take advantage of those times with your own children. If you can go in late in the morning, spend that time with your child. Let them know they're, they're the first one on your priority list.
0: You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower and I own my own business, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.